Welcome to the IBM Podcast Network. Hi, this is Amit Doshi, and I wanted to thank each and every one of our listeners. It's been two years since I founded IBM, and it's been an amazing two years. We wanted to learn a little bit more about who is listening to our shows, and so we put together a short survey. The survey is anonymous, and we aren't going to be collecting any personal information. I would really appreciate it if you could take a couple of minutes out of your day and go to ivmpodcast.com slash survey and fill it out. Thanks, and please keep listening. You're listening to TFG Badminton. Hello everyone, here we are. Wow, it's been a long journey for us at TFG and this is our first, first, first episode of our badminton podcast. And uh, for all the followers of TFG Badminton, yesterday we did put out a small teaser on Twitter uh, saying that who we have as a first guest and we will definitely bring in a lot of other personalities who've been there, done that in scenario of badminton. But what a way to kickstart. I mean, I am just excited as much as I'm nervous right now. But we have in the studio Aparna Popat. Hey, Aparna. Hello. Hello. They say we don't need uh, introduction for people like you, you know. But I think I will take some more time because as I said, I love talking. So I'll take some more time. Nine-time former senior national champion between the years 97 and 2006. And I think the last match that you played, it was against defeated, you defeated Saina Nawal and that's when she was 15 years old. Did you think she would be this far when you played her that at that age? Uh, well, I think when I played her in my last national finals, uh, you're obviously touting her to be a great promise. But uh, what's to be noted that she was already playing at that caliber because... I played her at the senior nationals earlier on in the year and towards mm-hmm. the end of the year she won her first international title at Philippines. So right. um, I think she was already playing top-notch international badminton by then and uh, since then she's just gone on um, to reach some great heights that you know no one, uh, none of us could ever imagine. Hmm. So are you a proud senior? Definitely. I mean, I'm I'm honestly very, very proud to be part of the badminton fraternity today because um, I think badminton in India has just exploded and it's very exciting times for the game. Hmm. Well, that was about national titles that she has and that also uh, equals uh, Prakash Padukone's record of winning nine consecutive national single titles. That's a massive record, right? To equals a legend like Prakash, sir. Yes, I mean, Prakash Uncle was one of my coaches, um, trained under him for about six years in Bangalore. But um, I think it's just that each national championship was very, very important back then because the unwritten rule was that unless you were national champion, you wouldn't get to play the entire international circuit, Hmm. um, you know, for the rest of the year. And that would be a huge loss. So there was immense pressure year on year to keep winning the national title just so that I could go out and play international badminton. And... uh, I think in a way very proud of myself that I could handle the pressure and uh, keep up the performance so consistently. Yeah, yeah. if there's a drive, I mean, and, and that's what it, this leads to, then man, I am. I can imagine what the drive was. Uh, well, that's not it, folks. She's also a two-time Olympic, uh, one of, you know, twice at the Olympic Games, uh, one in Sydney and the other one was in Athens. How was that like, two times? Back then, then you were the only one who, you know, had appeared in Olympics for twice in a row. So. Um, I think back then qualifying for the Olympics was very difficult. Um, 
primarily because we could play only about eight tournaments in a year uh, mm-hmm. that was sponsored by the government and you really couldn't choose these tournaments picking on your form or you know which tournament suited your style of play and so on and so forth so um you know it was difficult keeping this in mind to actually make the ranking cut to qualify for the olympics and just as a comparison the players today play about 20 to 22 tournaments a year so mm-hmm. i think it's a huge difference in terms of exposure and honestly just the chances that you get to right. actually perform well so um again the olympics is a completely different ball game you get there i mean as much as you can try and put down in words it'll never be enough but representing your country at the highest stage is a huge high hmm. and i'm just so happy that i could do it two times over yeah yeah but also she has also had four medals at three commonwealth games appearance and now we have one soon approaching next year uh in 2005 you were also an arjuna awardee uh and then came the year 2006 where you had to probably bid goodbye to the sport how difficult was that Uh I think I am very blessed to have a good career. I played about 18 years of uh, solid professional badminton and out of the 18 years that I played 17 odd depending um I won 16 national titles. So very happy, very blessed. Mm. Did not have any injuries right till the very end when my wrist actually gave way. Yeah. And that's when I retired from the sport. So I've retired with some very good memories. um and i love the sport of badminton and hmm. that passion still remains till today so um i think i'm just happy to be a part of the badminton fraternity and it's given me a lot and i'm ever hmm. grateful for that yeah so we are here we are happy to have you on our show and as i said kick starting badminton podcast with someone like you it's it's an icing on the cake for us uh now well that was a small introduction i hope i covered everything did i miss out on anything not that i remember <laughs> <laughs> okay i think that's a plus point on my side well let's move ahead uh, to our actual discussion for today now we all know aparna has been a champion she knows the sport she's been there done that you know all of that so we have we're dividing the show into two parts one probably just to highlight the positives how the rate of badminton in the last decade in india and second of all of course we touch upon whatever is happening currently all the players some of the players some shining stars uh, some upcoming shuttlers and probably just look upon uh, to end we shall end on a note on probably touch upon all england uh, let's begin so when so when i met you for our meet like to so decide and you pointed out this is so this, this folks is aparna's point okay that we're going to dwell on uh and if you need like you know some positive guidelines here is a woman who is ready to give you all the positive side out of the thousands of negatives that we media want to showcase you know uh so rate of badminton in the last decade in india how if i had to ask you to sum up probably have you know a summary of that what would you say uh, well i think the decade is actually very accurate because as we mentioned earlier in the show um 2006 is when saina made got her first international title right. and she really burst on the international scene um with that philippines open title and since then i think you know we all credit this huge you know boom of badminton to saina nehwal and i think that is extremely accurate because she was the one who actually came um and she was a huge star that mm. you know any sport actually dreams of yeah um she came on she was young she was fiery her attitude her work ethic 
I mean, you can go on and on with, um, you know, praising the young girl. But um, what she really did was hold forth and hold forth so tightly that people began to notice the sport of badminton. Mm. Um, and then from then on, what started happening is that it like a trickle effect. Um, there were other players who trained with her who also found that self-belief in them and said that we do pretty much the same training that she does. And I think we have a good shot at doing well internationally also. Um, so that's when actually the competition within India mm. and from a lot of the other Indians <coughs> found that belief and started performing very well. Right. Um, so from 2006 to say about 2009-10, it was pretty much only Saina. And then the 2010 Commonwealth Games, where we got those two big gold medals. Of course, Saina got her gold medal and the big, big medal, I think, for me was Jwala Ashwini winning yeah. the gold yeah. at Delhi. Um, again, singles is known to be India's forte. Hmm. You know, these two girls came in, broke that myth, got us a doubles gold, um, which has never happened, was the first ever doubles yeah. gold medal. So, again... We not only stuck to singles, but our talent was branching out, our performance was branching out into the other categories, categories yeah. as well. Um, and slowly we started finding the belief that by 2012, we wanted to feature India in all the five categories at the Olympics. Um, 2012, we missed out on the men's doubles, yeah. but we've, we got representation in four categories. Um through a legit qualification procedure, right. not through a wild card or anything. So, um, I think that again was very, very big. Hmm. And Saina's Olympic medal that came in 2012 was um, huge because a lot of people might not understand Super Series. They might not hmm. understand an All England or, yeah. you know, a Thomas Cup or whatever right. it takes. So, but when you say Olympics, that's when, you know, everybody's ears literally yeah. stand up and it resounds. So, um, I think that happened and um, of course the big performances after that where we l really want a sport mm. uh, you know to have the big performances like just drawing a parallel with tennis you want Grand Slam victories Yeah. right um, we got that through Sindhu in 2013-2014 when she won the two bronze right. at the world championships, world championships. Yeah. so again that we got we got the world championship medals and sorry of course 2011 when Jwala Ashwini again got their bronze yeah. at the world championships so um, we we got performances very consistently at the top events hmm. again 2012 Olympics 2011 world championships 2012 Olympics 2013 world championships 2014 world championships 2015 again Saina got us a silver at the world championships so um if you look at that performance from 2011 to 2016, at every world championship, India has medaled. Yeah. And I think that is very, very big uh, in terms of consistency hmm. of performance. It might not be one player. That is something we wished for. We wanted more Indians to yeah. be out there, um, which is something, you know, we, we got um, through these splendid performances by all these girls. Um, in the meantime, the men's also were doing very well right. you know Kashyap got the gold at the 2014 Commonwealth mm. Games um, Shrikant reached the high of world number 3 right. I think um, Jwala and Diju got to world number 6 in yeah. mixed doubles yeah. so um, we've, we've had these big big performances over a period of time so I, I remember in 2012 people coming and telling me oh this is the golden era of badminton mm. and 
and in 2017 people are still saying that yeah. this is the golden era yeah. of badminton so you know it's been 4 years now and we still feel you know that we are we are there yeah and i think that says a lot in in terms of um, you know our performances mm. of the entire team and also very pertinent to note that as a team as team india as we call it um we've had huge successes right um our team ranking world ranking we've come into the top 10 hmm. which is big yeah. um because we we are competing against the big badminton nations china indonesia japan korea hmm. Hmm. you know said malaysia whatever and we've come into that bracket yeah um we've got medals at the women's asian game team championships twice in the uber cup a thomas cup men's have qualified for the finals so i think as a team as well we're working really well primarily because of this overall performance development across five categories hmm. right um having said that there's still room for improvement there's no question but um if you ask me we are at a damn good stage um in world badminton and uh, i think along with japan and thailand i think india is one of the fastest improving badminton hmm. nations across the world yeah. and has the maximum of junior talent yeah. so we are hoping Absolutely. that come the next couple of years or 3 years it will be an indian um sort of team like you say the chinese army hmm. there will be a sort of indian army, army that will be going forth um didn't actually bring laurels back for the country hmm. i think that's what uh, will take us to a next point uh, Yes, these are the ones who get us everything that we want. That the sport needs, and then the people start talking about it, and then they are a topic of discussion, and that's how you know. Okay, there's sport called badminton, and there are players, and we're getting results. And I think that's one reason why cricket is hailed so much because we've been getting results since day one. Uh, so, in terms of badminton coming back, uh, as I said, the second point that we talk about is the people that work behind the scenes. You know, we always tend to miss out on them. Uh, Yes, because the reason why we need to touch upon them, like rightly as you said, uh, is the they are the ones who are the driving force. Like just like you mentioned, the drive that pushed you to getting those national titles. You know, Prakasa going ahead and saying, "Hey, you need to do that because un- unless that, you won't be able to participate in the international outings." So, people like Prakash Parukhone, people like Gopi Chand, or they are and un- how. bigger factor do these people play because they are legends they have an option to not be with the sport anymore they've earned all the laurels that they need to and they deserve rightly so they can enjoy happily ever after their retirement life but they're still here uh connected to the sport having the academies one of them the national coach trying his best to do get people like you know and he is the biggest factor behind a saina or behind a sindhu uh So what do you have to talk about say about these legends who still associated just like you are uh but they go way back in history right Yeah I think these are people who we've actually looked up to when when I was playing and I trained under Prakash Padukone and of course Gopi was a a compatriot and hmm. a colleague um but I have great respect for him purely because they are champions they're great role models to have um and I think they came into the sport sort of selflessly because at that point the sport of badminton wasn't this big yeah. they they had nothing really to gain um the reason they came in was purely because of the passion hmm. of the game and um i also as one believe that um 
the next generation needs to stand on our shoulders and look higher hmm. um and if we are not there then they start where we started okay which is never good enough yeah you need to just get better and go from strength to strength so um i think the contribution of prakash ankil when he came up with the prakash padukone badminton academy i think it was in 94 hmm. um because it was the it's first of its kind in india where uh, all the top almost all the top players of the country actually went and trained hmm. there and it was a residential academy and um, we got top class training with a small with more of an international sort of exposure yeah. and a bent so we were doing more physical training um you know there would be more when we practice it was always look beyond hmm. our boundaries hmm. that's where the competition lies and that's where we need to get to and then of course once gopi quit international badminton and he retired he started coaching himself and uh, we all know what he's done and now he's put up this fabulous fabulous academy in hyderabad yeah um which is actually multiplied into two now hmm. because he's got two centers yeah. in, within hyderabad and the talent that's coming out from there is just incredible so I think a huge shout out to both of them because their commitment and their discipline till today is uh, pretty amazing hmm and um, they've really got the spot to where it is today because um, as we were talking about the performances earlier yeah you don't get a world number 1 in saina nehwal out of nowhere exactly. you don't get an olympic silver medalist in sindhu out of nowhere there's a lot of background work that's gone into it um and today i do a bit of coaching myself so i know it's much easier being a player than being a coach yeah because um i think the responsibility the coach has is much larger and uh, much more selfless than mm. than a player does so i'm just very very happy that you know we've got our ex players back into the fray mm. and top notch ex players back in the fray and yeah. the results are their fault to see yeah exactly i think that gets us back to uh, push us ahead saying there are some more people behind them you know uh, backing these people so that these individuals can drive the sport ahead and probably inspire many to pick up the racket but it won't it wouldn't have easy for a gopi chandra for a prakash padukone or various other people like you or arvin bhat for that matter who's gone ahead and still stuck to the sport if there was no probably backing or support uh from the government or from the badminton association of india you know we've always seen every system has flaws in it there's nothing that's flawless okay so what would you like to tell the people who out there always have a finger pointed at the system that says hey is the system doing something is the system doing this doing that and where are they when they need it because there were a lot of there were a lot of outrage during the top scheme that happened few players selective method of you know all of those giving but still at the end of the day it's them who tell you or give you the funds because as when we met you mentioned this and i would like to say it like there is no corporate funding for a badminton you know uh probably starting to creeping in now maybe because we've had this much of success they're like okay bhav de dete inko bhi uh but it's always the government and the association that you know gets together and says we need to fund them we need to give all our uh facilities but we'll be at the back let them enjoy the limelight so what do you have to say about that badminton association of india has done a really incredible job yes of course with the guidelines of the players but still they are there 
I think, as you rightly say, I think a system needs to be developed um, to produce top-notch players in any sport. And over the years, we've been talking about why China has so much success and mm. how they have this talent hotbed where they keep churning out players like a factory. Yeah. Um, the point there is that they found the right system mm. that suits them. Yeah. And I think over the last decade or so, India has slowly found its system as well. Yeah. And in any system, I think there's a role responsibility for each character. Um, there's only so much that a one-man band can do. Um, we really need a sort of an orchestra. We need different people playing different tunes to actually make the music we want to hear. Hmm. Um, and in that orchestra, I think the Badminton Association of India, headed by you know, Dr. Akhilesh Das Gupta, I think they've done a fabulous job um, because if you see what they've the thought process that has gone into hmm. what has happened in India over the last decade um, it all started with the world championships being brought to India in 2009 okay. um, and since then we've actually India has gone on to host the Commonwealth Games in 2010 Thomas and Uber Cup Badminton Asia Championships and in 2017, we'll be holding the World Masters as well. Yeah. Um, India is one of the only countries that has all four categories of tournaments being held. Mm. Um, by which I mean, there are four categories of international tournaments. The Super Series, the Grand Prix, um, the International Challengers and the International Series. Series yeah. And India hosts one tournament of each. Yeah. Um, one of the very few countries who does. So I think... BAI has done a great job bringing in these international tournaments. A, they've done a splendid job with the Premier Badminton League yeah. being the richest badminton league in the world hmm. where top class players came in. We had many Olymp former Olympic medalists playing yeah. in the last edition of the league that we saw, um, which is again very beneficial for our Indian players and our juniors, not right. only monetary-wise, but even exposure-wise. Right. And throughout the year, I think BI has planned national camps for the players so that mm. the players can actually train together so um, and, and improve together, mm. basically. And at the national camps, because now badminton is a greatly sought-after sport and the performances are there, because of the funding, they do have other ancillary benefits like a physio, like a sports psychologist, like a nutritionist, all attached. Yep. So they do get, you know, uh, treatment and they do get help from a lot of these sources as well at the national camps. Um, again, shuttles provided yep. by the government and by the Sports Authority of India. So the BI has managed to get the best out of the Sports Authority of India and the government of India to actually help their players. Hmm. Um Slowly, they are looking at setting up more training academies you right. all, and using the existing infrastructure in a much better way. Um, now, because there's a lot of demand for the sport of badminton, there's a bit of a shortage in terms of the coaches. So, BI has arranged for the Badminton World Federation's programs to come into India. Um, they're training the coaches sort of program. Um, level 1 there's a shuttle time program that just concluded mm. in Mumbai yeah. the Mumbai leg just concluded uh, a few weeks ago um, to actually bring and introduce the sport in a very fun and safe way to school PE teachers mm. so they're looking at a grassroots development as well so there's right. national camps for the elite 
then there's coach the coaches B, the BWF level 1 coaches which will now slowly progress to 2 and 3 mm. and there's a grassroots school program going on all at the same time so it's very well thought out um in that sense and of course a huge shout out to the sport authority of india and the government of india because the reach that they have um and the resources that they have i don't think any private academy or um a corporate can provide on its own hmm. so it's a huge expense and sometimes these guys don't get enough credit yeah. so we need to give them the credit um i think it's really a part of a team and the teamwork is what is paying very rich dividends um always put a disclaimer as you said things can get better sometimes there are certain factions that are not happy with what is going on mm. um and that needs to improve yeah but um so far there are things going positively and um i think we can just look at the positive so far and just continue moving forward mm. well yeah it is it is important right i mean Yes, when we say when we point finger at someone, we always forget that the other four fingers are on us, and uh, it's easy for anyone a layman to sit back and say, "What are you doing? Like, are we doing something?" It starts always from us. But rather than questioning, if you, as you rightly said, uh, if there was no backing from any of them, uh, Gopishan wouldn't have been there, or Prakash Parukhan couldn't have just gone by on his own. to build an academy and you know to grant all of them even though the passion is what drives them but you just need a bit more uh thing to push your passion to make it work right and i think it's very rare we talk about corporate support but it's very rare that a corporate will actually come and support you when the performance is not yet there hmm. you right. know a corporate generally will not support a potential but it'll support a star yeah and the potentials are supported by the government hmm. So I think we need to give them that credit and of course we in, would love to invite more corporates to participate in this big hmm. endeavor because um they also play a large role yeah um and it will actually help a lot if more money comes in hmm. we have money in badminton it's much better than a lot of the other sports right um but it can get better hmm. because Cricket yeah. is where we want to reach, right? <laughs> That's where we all want to get to. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, folks, let's dive into a short break uh, because it's up on our pulpit here, and we need to have a long conversation. And we can't let go of her very soon. So, on the other side of the conversation, we'll continue the fun bit because this is, was a bit of seriousness. So, we'll come back with some direct questions addressed to Aparna. Hey, friend. So, if you're listening to a podcast right now, you're probably some kind of a nerd. Another thought at least. So maybe, just maybe, you might like another podcast about nerds, by nerds and for nerds. It's called Geek Fruit, a community to unite estranged geeks from across India and later on the world. We talk about television, movies, science fiction, adventure, fantasy, etc. Anything nerdy, it's all here on Geek Fruit. We've got episodes coming out every Tuesday and Thursday and you can check us out on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher or any of your favorite podcast apps. Like my favorite podcast app, the IVM podcast app. Give me my money, IVM. Good plug. Happy listening, you nerds. And we are back again on the show, continuing our conversation with Aparna Popat, and let's move on to the fun round of the session. A direct question: Do we see Sanya Nawal? Though I, as a fan, would want to see her get back because I love the competition spirit that she has in her, uh, the fighting spirit rather. Uh, that she said, "Hey, you know what? I'm not looking at the results right now, but I want to keep fighting. I want to keep 
pushing myself go ahead and do that what do you see do you see a comeback well when saina says i don't want to look at the results <laughs> i'll keep fighting which means she knows the results are going to come anyway yeah yeah so um she's been a great champion there's no question she knows how to win um for me and i've always said this that she just needs to remain physically fit hmm. and unfortunately that knee injury and that you'd set back at rio but um, we've seen her playing since then and she's slowly but surely you know getting her form back so i really feel that um she's very dependable i think amongst all the indians today i think sana mm. still according to me is very dependable yeah. you can the flag bearer the yeah the flag bearer i mean just look at the consistency she had in the last 10 years to yeah. be in the top 10 and more majority of the time in the top 5 over a period of 10 years she's not only been one of the most consistent performers in india but across the world in yeah. women's singles so yeah. um that speaks a lot for her caliber and really her hard work that has gone into it so i would love to see her back um on court but at the same time i just pray that she remains healthy yeah. and um the fun and the enjoyment of the sport yeah. remains within her because that is very very important <coughs> well now that brings us to probably uh what do you say another contender who is you know probably slowly creeping into slowly crept into that uh phase but she still she still has a long way to go yes she's got the olympics uh, silver medal uh she's got bronze at the world championship but still there is still something you know probably not lacking but still forward for her to look forward to get more laurels uh not for herself for the country or anything but just for the sport for that uh matter of you know contention and competition just for fans to sit back and say it's not just one man anymore or one woman anymore it's there are more people creeping in we're talking about sindhu here do you think the 2016 uh was the best for her right it was like a scripted movie just played for sindhu and she was a lead actress in that movie so do you think all of that pressure and now she's a wanted in a good way for everything for all the events and there's too much of pressure there's always limelight light on her whether it's even a gold uh, grand prix that she's playing any right now do you think do you see the consistency that's going to be in her she's going to is she going to be as lethal as she's been right now Um so I think Sindhu's career started a bit upside down because she came in burst on the scene with a world championship bronze then everybody said okay maybe one then next year again she followed it up in 2014 mm. with another world championship bronze and then came out with this huge spectacular performance at the Rio Olympics yeah. with the silver since then you know there were two things that I as well as a lot of others were saying that mm. now she needs to get a super series title and she need to break into the top 5 in the mm. world it's high time yeah than that china open she got her super series title she's broken into the top 5 so it's she's on the right track definitely but again i think the reputation will come when consistency comes in you yeah, know right. um i think she still needs to get to tournaments and at least as a minimum start reaching semifinals of any tournament that she participates in mm. even if she doesn't manage to win and i'm sure if she reaches semi she will break through and win a couple yeah. but i think that should be now her benchmark to get to the semi finals it's not easy 
um, considering it's a 21-point scoring format, which might change in the future, um, which will become a little more challenging if it's 11 points. But I think that is what she needs to look at. And the ranking, of course, will go up hmm, and down, down depending yeah. on the performance. But if you're constantly reaching semifinals, um, she should maintain a ranking now in the top five. So for her, consistency would be key. And also look at more big wins hmm, hmm. world championships all England yep. um, and of course the big wins for India in terms of the Uber Cup or the Sudhiman Cup is something that India will depend on hmm, hmm. right well are they all in this slowly soon approaching and probably we'll see all of these top shuttlers you know fight it out there coming back to our young crop how can we not talk about that right uh, the ones that I think the ones that always we always generate Many. There are so many of them in men's singles, right? We are never running out of names. There's slightly, as you mentioned, you mentioned Kashyap, and then you, you know, we switched on to Srikant, and then we had Pranoy coming up, and then we had Ajay. We are really not out of numbers in or names in men's singles. I, we can still go on. We have Samir Verma, who's just, you know, uh, slowly getting to the top 20. He's 23 right now, uh, from, I think, you know, 60s. He's really fought hard. Uh, Yes, the light that he got probably was to, you know, to beat the world number three back then, Jorgensen. Uh, crazy stuff, you know. And we have Lakshya Sen, who's doing well, 15-year-old kid. Uh, we have not only in singles, but in doubles as well. We saw Satwik performing in the Premier Badminton League and, wow, he beat Lee Yong Day. It's, it's, it's a fairy tale in the men's singles, right, at the moment. I think, you know, when the quali- during the qualification period for Rio, we had four men singles players yeah. gunning for two slots. Yeah. Um, there was a time, as I was mentioning earlier, where we were dying to get one player to qualify for the Olympics. Now, there are these four guys who are equally good hmm. um, trying to get to those two slots. Unfortunately, of course, Kashyap lost out due to an injury, but yeah. um, Shrikant was there and I think Ajay and Pranoy narrowly missed out. Yeah. Um, though they had big wins, you know, Ajay, the Korean Open Finals and Pranoy through the Swiss Open, open yeah. title. But um, we also have the bench strength, hmm. as you as you spoke about. Yeah. Um, it was Cyril Varma who reached the world number one position in the juniors. juniors yeah. And now it's Lakshya Sen who's, hmm. who's got to world number one and recently reached the finals of the senior nationals. Yeah. Um, so a lot of promise there, um, as well as rightly in the doubles and... We saw a lot of this talent on display at the Premier Badminton League. Hmm. There was Aditya Zoshi was playing very yeah. well. Samir, everybody was looking out for him after that Hong Kong Open hmm. performance. Um, there was Chirag yeah. Sen, who, who's actually Satwik's partner. Hmm. Chirag and, Shetty. Uh, Chirag Shetty. And um, Satwik, of course, that, <laughs> what a performance. What a match he played against Leong Day. And I can't forget the last couple of points that yeah. he actually took control of the match. So... Um, yeah, a lot of talent in available, but it really then now boils down to the player. Hmm. So you always say how badly you want it. Hmm. Um, okay. And um, let's just see. I think, as I said, India is going to now, we start hunting in packs. Hmm. Um, and that is exactly what we've set stage for. Hmm. Now, just to, we are almost uh, ending the show, but I think it would be unfair if you don't touch about, uh, because we've been talking about them off the record. Sikki and Pranav's emergence. We mentioned Jwala and Diju get to world number six 
they are not far away from reaching that number because right now they are 13 and for a pair that is just a year old they formed together in 2015 december uh and you know by 2016 uh, december they were 14 you know and now they are at present 13 what was that rise you know it has been impeccable right that the journey pranav and shiki um it's been spectacular really amazing to get to world number 13 so quickly um again in an event that india is not traditionally very strong mm. so i think they've done very very well um they've they've got the combination right yeah. um luckily india again the other good thing that india has done and thanks to the bi again has got a lot of foreign coaches in mm. so tan kimo who is yeah. you know a very renowned international doubles coach um is working with our players and he's going to be here i think till 2020 mm. um mulio handoyo who is topic topic champion coach for for champion player right yeah <laughs> and you know he will help copy out in the singles yeah um so again i mean our players have only to benefit hmm. right now and uh, again coming back to the doubles um we've everybody's been talking doubles is sidelined yeah. it doesn't get the attention it should um but we've had some super performances in doubles as well hmm. and over the years if you look at the representation in the top 50 or the top 100 um i think we have close to say about 17 doubles pairs across three categories hmm. in the top 100 yeah um and and about 5 in the top 50 so i think it's not bad but we need the hovering around the 20 25 mm-hmm. of course save sikki and pranav who've gotten to 13 now yeah. we need to start getting them under 10 hmm. in the world ranking as well hmm. so i hope sikki and pranav you know take on the challenge and yeah. they they show the rest of the pairs as to how it's done mm. and uh, i think that will give us a very good all round performance uh, to the indian team great i think to to sum it up all the conversation if i were to take takeaways consistency is key uh pushing yourself and probably if you're a junior ask yourself how badly you want it so probably lakshya or someone like uh, chirag sen or satvik should go back and ask them how badly do i want this do i really want to continue can i handle the pressure because there will be i think the other point is something that are not in our control but probably we can that's staying injury free healthy uh some players have really had bad relation with injuries uh but they still fighting and they are fighters for a reason finally i would say all of this put together in a positive pack package of that comes within individuals who work behind the scenes associations organizations who work behind the scenes who we tend to leave out on or not appreciate but here we are, i think probably we've taken all of them into consideration and saying hey badminton is always on the rise and from here on i don't think there's a looking back from here right certainly not any parting thoughts for all the fans who are out there probably listening to us talk about all the positives here i think just support the sport of badminton and come out and watch it's a great sport um i promise it looks better even live hmm. you know it looks much better live hmm. come into the stadiums watch these champion players play because it means a lot to them I mean the more support you give them um I think the better they will perform and they will rise to the occasion so yeah looking forward to seeing many of you all 
part of this incredible journey of Indian badminton. Great. Uh, well, that's a great way to sign off. And well, folks out there, as I said, as I started the show, this is our first uh, TFG badminton podcast. And what a way to kickstart! And I enjoyed the show. I hope you did, Aparna. And I hope the listeners out there had had a ball. This is just the beginning of this podcast, and I am pretty sure Aparna is not done yet. We will definitely have a back for some more discussions. Uh, but what you have to look forward to is many more such stars like her or the upcoming ones. We promise you, we'll get everyone, almost everyone. Probably we'll try our best to get them on the show, talking to you. Uh, everything that you need to know about indian badminton right now if you're listening to our show on youtube uh l- hit the like share subscribe to our channel hit the bell icon so you get updates of our new episode you can also listen to our podcast on itunes soundcloud audio boom and various other podcasting apps up and don't look at me like that this is my tradition that i follow towards the end <laughs> and uh we're on twitter we do follow tfg badminton uh aparna is on twitter i think that's the only platform that she's on uh at aparna popa that's it with a handle be active no as in i think you should be uh if see if you say all of this and you tweet one bit the other you know <laughs> <they'll be. laughs> with uh, your help of course <laughs> uh, i will be there don't worry uh, i'm on twitter as jumathi94 have a great day folks hope you enjoy the show you know what to do we will get back to you up with amazing badminton podcast have a great day cheers Hey man just help me out man i need some i need some podcast man i haven't had a fix in a week just need some don't you worry about it i got podcast galore for you man just go to ivmpodcast.com you can also find us on facebook twitter and instagram thanks man i'm going to check it out <laughs>